What's going on, people? Welcome back. Welcome back to the double MP. <laughs> I've been waiting all week to say that, aka the Miles Bukowski podcast. It's your boy Miles here with you for another week, talking about some of the stuff that we've seen develop. And there's been actually quite a lot, you know. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened this week and things that we've got to talk about and break down. But before that, I want to say shout out to everyone who's been getting in contact with me on social media and sharing your thoughts and opinions. A lot of you are still saying you do not want to see that Meek Mill record come out. If you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you go to last week's episode of Overusing Burner Boy. And we actually speak about the whole Meek Mill lyric in their ways, talking about he wants to guy on the chopper, be another Kobe. Not a great lyric. I said that I'd wanted to hear it in more greater context, but a lot of you guys, like I said, got involved on socials and said, Miles, we don't want to hear that record, yeah? He might be cancelled. And again, I talk about cancel culture. I don't believe in it, but I can see why people are going to be mad, especially after this week, Vanessa Bryant came out and called out Meat Mill as well. So Meat Mill is not getting a break anytime soon on that matter. But as I think with most things, time will pass, people will move on as long as the record doesn't come out but talking about you know lyrics and things being misconstrued or people overreacting and doing a madness i want to talk about an artist f- called the baby now you guys know him by now if you listen to hip-hop and you listen to pop music because the song rockstar apart from his album being terrible last year rockstar was a massive record and blew up exponentially to a point where you couldn't get away from that song and since then, the baby's come out and said he was going to retire and he wasn't really, you know, about rapping a lot. And we've seen him come out on a few things, like, for example, the hit record in America and it's blowing up in the UK as well. BRS Cash, Throat Baby, Go Baby, whatever you want to call it. He's on the remix of that with the City Girls and that song's doing big things. And then now he dropped this song, Beatbox Freestyle. And literally, this is at the end of last week, but it kind of blew up into this week where he, was, he had this lyric, yeah, which is, turn me up, yeah. I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie yet. I almost didn't say it. Like, I think I, I'm, I can say. I'm a, listen, let me just say the lyrics again. Turn me up, nigga. See you, nigga. You a bitch, Jojo Siwa, bitch. Now that's the lyric in it. Now Jojo Siwa, for people who don't know, I've only known a little bit about Jojo Siwa. She's like a child YouTube. I think she was a TV star as well. So don't quote me on that. But I know that she's popular with say under 18s. James Charles, of all people, you know, Mr. Hey Sisters came out and said, yo, why is, like, the baby dissing someone who's rich or successful and taller than him? And then everyone started making jokes for the fact that the baby's, like, five foot seven and Jojo Siwa's five foot nine, even though the baby's, like, 28, 29, and Jojo Siwa's, like, 17, 18. Yeah, it was a whole, that was a whole thing. And there was just loads of different stuff going round to the point where the baby was just laughing and just saying, and he actually had to tweet, Jojo Siwa as well and say listen my three year old princess is your number one fan I bought her every product you have out she thinks she you and that's not me saying it gra- grammatically that's what he said don't let them trick you into thinking I'll ever have a problem with you my wordplay just went over their heads all love on my end shorty just keep shining and he put like a heart emoji or shine I don't know some shining emoji I don't know I hate to talk about emoji watch what I'm trying to say is firstly the whole reason behind this was because his name is, I think, Jonathan. And in because of that, he said Jonathan turns to Jojo. I don't know why. I think it was just a good... I was going to say it was a good play of words. I think it was a play of words that it blew up. I Listen, I have the song in front of me and I haven't listened to the song, but I know this lyric because everyone's been talking about it. The song might be trash, but what it does is it puts the baby back in the headlines again. And it's not for necessarily the wrong reasons because he hasn't done anything crazy. However, 
You know, he had the whole community of people that usually wouldn't be talking about his music full stop. Might have used it in a TikTok here and there, but not really banging his music like that, like a James Charles going at him. And it just made them kind of look stupid for overreacting to something. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he actually physically did anything. It's hip hop. And a lot of people have said a lot worse. So, you know, you need to get over them one's day, you know, moving bears hypersensitive for no reason. But at the end of the day, it's just a, it's a, bit, of a weird, it's a bit of a weird lyric, isn't it? It's a bit of one of them, them situations where you're like, why would you say that? But, you know, if it rhymed at the time and, you know, he was just in the vibe, oh, well, say K Sarah Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Simple as that. But that was the first thing that kind of went off in the week. And it was just like, oh, right, we're back on these lyrics again. Like, everyone has become genius. I think that's it. That's like the thing it is now. Like, everyone's breaking down lyrics and having their own, putting their own two cents into it. Now, if he came out and said, oh, I, I really have an issue with JoJo City, everyone would be like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> why? But he didn't say that. So it is what it is, isn't it? We move. But the main thing that happened this week, and I think it was the the thing that shocked, not shock, but shook hip-hop for excitement and for the right reasons for a change was the release of Bobby Shmurda after six years. Now, uh, most people know Bobby Shmurda. Like, you know, Hot Nigger was a song that blew up back in 2015, 2014. I think it was 2014. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since that song blew up. But I guarantee if we weren't in pandemic, we weren't in lockdown, that song would probably be going crazy in the UK as much as it is in New York and around the world. Just because there was such an excitement for Bobby Schmider's release. You know, I even got stats. Listen, I'm coming to a stat, man. Right now, yeah, since his release, his streaming has gone up by 624%. And his Instagram following went from like just under a million to like almost five mil. Probably even more than that by the time. Obviously, I'm saying this at the time of the recording, but by then it could be over five million. And it's got the whole hip hop community surrounding him. We've seen Quavo and Bobby Schmurder come out and say that, yo, Quavo held me down. There's this whole rumor that they might be doing the Migos and Bobby Schmurder might be doing the joint collab tape. They were supposed to do one before he went jail, but that's kind of resurfaced again. We've seen pictures of him and Quavo and... Just loads of people just celebrating the release of Bobby Schmurder. Now, I watched a comedy sketch of uh, RDC World. I don't know if you guys know who they are. They do they always do something with basketball, like, especially like LeBron. They're, they're funny. They're funny guys. And um, they made one like when Bobby hits the studio again. And he started naming all these people that were hot back in like 2015. He's like, yeah, we'll get Fetty Wap on the verse. Yeah, we'll get this. We'll get that. It's like, yo, that man ain't been hot in like five years, my guy. Like, like I said, when Bobby went jail... He was in, a, was in a different realm. Like, Young Fug was new. He was fresh. You know, Fetty Wap was on the biggest run. Like, he had, like, five or six songs that were just untouchable. It was flames. And when he came to London, he went to the London Apollo, um, the Hammersmith one, and it didn't bang. It was like people were there for, like, 45 minutes, and they, thought, they paid, like, 40, 50 pounds to see him, but it didn't really work out. And it was just like, yeah. <laughs> I was invited to that show, and I didn't go because I was supposed to pay, and I was like, yeah. This is why I didn't go. Anyway, that's a side note for another time. But Bobby has come out into a different world now. We've seen the rise of UK drill, which has transformed overseas into Brooklyn drill. A lot of the new artists, obviously, Pop Smoke would have been a very... It was, still is an influential, but would have been even more so because he'd be alive to kind of release music. He would be very influential. You've got 5 year Foreign, Smooth L. You've got loads of different people, Chef G, that... They are the new guys. Even if you ex like break out of that, you got Lil TJ, you got um, JI Prince of New York. You've got so many different like facets of people now, and the sound has changed. And right now, 
I'm not this guess. I'm just they've collabed before, so I can easily use this comparison. Yeah, but Bobby Schmurder is an, on the positive side of the six nine situation from last year. Like last year when six nine came out, like people were like, oh, "This bear, you know, like we're not really we don't rate you. Like you're a waste man." Obviously, obviously I don't say this in America, but along those lines and along those sentiments is what's coming, right? Whereas now with Bobby Schmurder, there's excitement. When Gooba dropped for 6ix9ine, it actually was a decent song. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. It wasn't. I wasn't mad at it. I haven't listened to Zaza, the latest one, because I'm kind of dumb with 6ix9ine, if I'm being real. But Gooba, when it came out, it, it did break the internet. And he. I think even if he either got a number one or in the billboard, or he got like a, definitely got a top three or a top five when that song came out. And people were like, well, okay, he might be around for a while. Now he's dropped kind of duds and because he's dropped duds he's kind of fading into obscurity and obviously the whole Lil Durk stuff situation was dead at the end of last year do you know what I mean where he was kind of taking the mick out of King Von and Lil Durk's cousin and all that's not the way to go about it do you know what I mean the way to go about it was to drop bangers and make people have to include you into the conversation so Bobby Schmurder he's got like an important like position that he can be in now because he ain't dropped music that bears anticipation when that first song drops it's going to be crazy when Rowdy Rebel came out and dropped Jesse Owens with Nav, which is actually a good song, which I like, and obviously Rowdy Rebel was part of Bobby Schmurder's click, like that was a decent song to start with. But the difference is Bobby Schmurder is bigger than Rowdy Rebel. Bobby Schmurder's first song has to hit. Like it actually has to hit because if it doesn't, people are going to start doubting it. There's going to be a lot of the core fan base that are going to come out and say, oh, yo, like it's, it's been a minute. He needs to get used to it. But to keep the hype going right now, he's been out about a week. We need that record by middle of March, if not even by the end of next week. And that's a stretch because that's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? You come out, you're enjoying your freedom and stuff like that. But for the music side of things, the sooner the, the record drops, the better it is for Bobby. And it has to be a hit. Now, he could go down the drill wave and do something like that, like recruit a bunch of guys on it. He could do, like, I don't know, something with Rowdy. I don't know what he could do. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there's a lot of people who could do something with Quavo, but even Quavo is not the hottest artist. It's not 2017, 18 anymore. Quavo is not that guy. He's still, don't get me wrong, massive artist, but that buzz around the Migos, around Quavo is not as big as it was in 20 now as it was a couple years ago. So it'll be very interesting to see what route Bobby Shmurda goes down but I know that it has to hit. If it doesn't hit, it's going to leave him, leave him in an awkward position. I know before he went jail and that he didn't really want to do like music like that. It was just it kind of happened. But you've been given this opportunity. And don't get me wrong, I think he's going to be good for the rest of his life. But I just think it'll be interesting to see what he does and how he does it. But that's my thoughts on Bobby Schmurder, you know. What do you guys think? Let me know. Remember, you can get me on my socials every single time at Miles Mikulski. Talk to me. What do you think about Bobby Schmurder's release? Because it's going to definitely be an interesting one to see now once he gets a bit of time to settle in, get used to his surroundings again, adapt to the new life. Obviously, he's still on parole, so we don't know how those terms are going to go because we've seen in the past in the UK, from a UK perspective, someone like Digger D had to really, like, sort out his lyrics and stuff and he couldn't say certain things so it kind of limited him and had to make him more creative i don't know what type of parole bobby schmurder's on but it'll be interesting to see now the final thing i want to talk about this week is something that is going to affect a lot of people who love music and who love going out because if you're in the uk right now and you're listening to this and i know you've got a lot of international listeners so i can't speak for you guys but 
I know that lockdown has been difficult and I was listening to like some live performances on YouTube this week and I was just like, rah, I just miss going to a show, you know. I think the last show I went to was 2019. I don't think I don't think I went to a show in 2020. So the last one I went to was about a year, a couple, year and a bit, like 50, 15, 16 months ago. And it, that's just way too long. Like the last one I remember, it might have been Gold Link. And that was a, that was a very bad show. <laughs> I don't want to throw a Gold Link under the bus, but that was a very, very bad show. So when I'm thinking about, rah, I just want to see live performances again. That's one thing that I'm excited about. And obviously we had some good news this week where if all things go to plan, we might see a lot of easing by the time we get to July times. That'll be amazing. You know what I mean? I'll be gassed because I can go out and DJ again and get on the circuit. And there's things I can do like, you know, as well and have fun because that's what I love doing. Just going out and just DJing sometimes, man. Or just even just having the freedom to go out and just link up with friends. You know what I mean? At a base, a very base level. But, Red and Elise Festival, as long as there's a few others, but Red and Elise is the one that definitely got the headlines this week, have announced that they're going through with their festival. Now, I don't know if that's the greatest idea, you know, because I know last year we didn't get festival season. It was very dead, do you know what I mean? Because obviously everything had, like lockdown, March for most people, April at a push for some countries. But Red and Elise Festival decided to go ahead with their festival They've got headline performances from like Liam Gallagher, Post Malone, Catfish the Bottle Man, and Queens of the Stone Age. I'm not gonna lie to you, I know Liam Gallagher, I know Post Malone, of course. Catfish, I know everyone's name, I haven't listened to all of the songs, do you know what I mean, from them. However, what I'm trying to say is it's risky. One, to get Post Malone, we don't know what the borders are gonna look like by the time we get round to this festival. So that's the thing, the festival's in August. So we don't know what, the, we don't know if like America, Americans are gonna be allowed to come into the UK like that. They might be able to find a way to Post Malone in it to, to get him into the country, but people are gonna be very sus if the borders are still closed and Post Malone is out there singing Rockstar on the Red and the Lead stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna look very, very sus. But, you know, it's, it's just a thing where it's like, is it too soon? Do one, I know it'll be summer, it should be hot, but we know English weather could be dead. So people are going to be out and about. Even if it is wet, people are going to be out and about. But is it too soon to have like thousands of people at a festival partying and then your festival is responsible for an outbreak? I'm not saying it would be, I'm just saying, I'm thinking about is it too soon to be pushing and pursuing that and kind of taking it down that route? Or would it have made sense to do maybe like a, a winter festival, but then at the same time saying that, that's when flu, that's flu season. So it's it's a, it's a catch 22. It's like, you can see that it clearly it's popular. It's sold out. You know what I mean? It's sold out in like two, three days when they announced that they're still going ahead. But I just think it might be a bit too soon. But I'm speaking to you guys on the 28th. At the, at the time of this recording, this is the 28th of February. I don't know what the world's going to look like in August. So I'm saying this preemptively, but I don't actually know. And I'm just thinking... Yeah, that's what, like five months away? Like four, well, five, six months away? Is that too soon? I don't know, but I feel like they've kind of jumped the gun there. And I remember when Afro Nation, like lots of response in what? So they never bought their tickets for the 2020 Afro Nation and they were, I think it's Afro Nation. To the, uh, hopefully it's Afro Nation. I want to throw them under the bus, but people were not getting their refunds. They just pushed it forward to the next year, say 2021. And they said, no, nah, you're not getting your refund, but we'll give you, you will just hold your ticket. And people are not going to want that. Because if you spend like X amount of money on a festival, you're going to want that P back. Run that money. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember being at Wireless Festival 20, I think it was 17. I saw one girl in the queue. Because I was doing like press and stuff. So I didn't pay. 
But I saw one girl, she told me she spent £460 on the ticket for the day. I'm like, yo, yo, that's a lot. Of, do you know what you could do? £460, like, for one day. And I don't get me wrong, festivals are lit, yeah, when you get the right acts. But no, 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 no. To, for that to get pushed a year after. And then the acts might not be the same because of bookings and schedules. Nah, man, it can't run. It can't run. What do you guys think about festivals being a thing this year? Are you going to go? Are you happy they're a thing? Are you going to... You know, what's your thoughts and opinions? Just get at me on my socials. But that's it. That is another week on What A Week on the Miles Bukowski podcast. Three topics that just... Oh, I couldn't really get away of not talking about them. Maybe the, 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 the baby Jojo Siwa one was just a bit like, oh, wow. But it kind of worked well off the back of, you know, the whole meat meal situation and the bar call from last week. What do you guys think? Get at me. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's locked into the podcast right now, who's been locked into all the episodes of the podcast. I'm going to start having guests kind of float in and out. So just, yeah, definitely have a lookout for that. And make sure you check out uh, the podcast on Wednesday because I've got Celeste joining me on the podcast. So yeah, that is going to be a big look. Talking about her album, Not Your Muse, and how that went number one a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, I'll see you guys soon for another episode of What A Week on the Mars Bukowski podcast in a bit. Peace.